Welcome to Author Express, where we discover the voice behind the pages of your favorite book. I'm your host, Shauna Rodriguez, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. Zachary Jeffries writes whimsical and snarky young adult urban fantasy and paranormal romance. Readers call his books dark, magical, and fast-paced. As Z. Jeffries, he writes middle-grade sci-fi adventures that move at the speed of light. He's selling at small conventions, library events, and craft fairs. Jeffries lives in the American Midwest with his wife, daughter, and grumpy old dog. Thank you so much for joining us today, Zachary. I'm excited to get to know you and your writing more. I'm so excited to be here. This is such a great podcast. For everyone that's listening out there, take the time. If you're driving, don't do it now. But otherwise, stop, <laughs> subscribe, hit five stars. Let's Ooh. keep Sean and what she's doing going. She's doing a lot of good for a lot of authors and readers out there. Oh, thank you so much. I love that. Yes, listen to Zachary. This, this guy's smart. He's not just a good writer. He's also a smart man. <laughs> I like this. Zachary, tell us something interesting about where you are from. Well, the most interesting thing about where I'm from is that it's not interesting at all. I'm from the <laughs> middle, not the middle of nowhere, but a the general vicinity of nowhere. I like to call it uh, horse country in uh-huh. Georgia. So Ooh. literally my first job was I, I was a stable boy, mucking stalls, uh, big, huge uh, lawns to mow and, and all of that boredom in these these big Uh, These big chores, these huge tasks that I had growing up really just let my mind wander and really just stoked my creativity. Like by the time I started writing stories, I had just a million of them in my brain just to just to make the time go by when I was mowing lawns. That's amazing. I've never thought of Georgia as a horse country. I've been missing out, huh? Oh, yeah. So many, so many horses and all these other kids. They loved horses. And I was the guy that was cleaning up after him. Did not have the same affinity for horses. Not I'm like, those guys love. are jerks. Those guys, <laughs> they know that I work for them. So don't, no horse is nice to me. I loved horses growing up. And I had a dad who'd been branched by a horse, like where they walk under a tree and knock you off. My dad was mm-hmm. not a fan of horses. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I love them. But there's different sides to those animals. So, you know, it depends on which side you're getting, I guess. Beautiful beasts. Fantastic from afar. That's how I feel. There you go. From afar. So what is something about you that other people would find hard to believe? I mean, honestly, it might be that my first job was was uh, a farmhand, a, a, a stable. <laughs> I like to say stable boy because I think that that like communicates that I'm uh, well adjusted mentally. I'm a well, see, stable, stable boy. Stable boy makes me think of the princess bride and Wesley. <laughs> yeah, well, it's nice. That, yeah, it's it's. Uh, lowercase r romantic as well exactly. as I am no outdoorsman now so that that actually yeah. might be something that that people uh find surprising but I'm sure yeah. you run into this as well I go to a cocktail party and I strike up a conversation with someone they ask what I do uh-huh. and I'm like, oh I'm I'm a novelist and that that can just floor people you hear the record scratch and all of a sudden seven people are around you asking you all kinds of questions because <laughs> They they either think that you're, you know, a millionaire going to your Netflix premieres. They do, yes. Or that you're like Stephen King and you're secluded in a castle that you own yes. where you write uh, things happening to characters that people are going to love. And there's, <laughs> there's nothing in between those two no. lifestyles and people's heads when they hear about it. Yes. Well, there you go. That's, that's something people find hard to believe about you. I love it. So so you've written multiple books, but mm-hmm. of the most recent book, the one you have coming out, what, what did you find was the hardest part about that book to write? 
Well, to be completely honest, it's it's Angel of Fate. It's a paranormal romance between a Greek fate and a Grim Reaper in training. Oh. And really, the the whole thing was is opening up and being vulnerable and really thinking about death for a oh. couple of months. Ooh. A lot of people, you know, we 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 all have uh, people who have passed in our lives, and we all yeah. have our own dealings with grief and how we got through it and how it's affected yeah. us and and how people's memories uh, stay with us throughout mm-hmm. life and really just delving into those uh, those concepts. It was really hard. It was really bleak at times. I had to really focus on the fact that this was a love story. It was it's a uh, big uh, adventure about a, a sweeping epic love between these two types of characters, yeah. but also the fact that death is there the whole time. The reason why these two characters are even getting together mm-hmm. is to take somebody from this earth. And so it was it was pretty sobering. I didn't want to be flippant about it. I didn't want them to be so comfortable with death that there wasn't a respect for it yeah. in the book. It was some dark places at times. It was uh, it was a very serious undertaking. Really had to go back to some feelings that I've had losing people, losing family members. One of my best friends died way early. And and all of those feelings that were there when it was new and then thinking about grief and the stages of grief and then what it turns into uh, for mm-hmm. the rest of our lives as we carry them with us. Wow, that's intense. Yeah, it turned out to be pretty intense. I kind of thought... I was do I, I write YA. I do like magical stuff. I, I have kind of a a darker sense of humor. And so that sensibility always comes out. But uh, with this one especially, I, I think I thought it was gonna be a lot lighter than mm-hmm. it was when I came in. I thought I was gonna do Holly Black, Maggie Stiffwater style, fun, young love story. And it really turned out to be uh, a pretty serious, big story with gravitas to it. Yes. And you mentioned, like, we talked about, like, you do a little bit of snarky is kind of a little bit of your style. Do you think that that's still kind of there, but this, but that kind of faded out more as you went into doing this specific book? No, I feel like, I feel like that was, that was there in the two main characters' personalities. They are mm. teenagers. They're both 17. One of them is a little more angsty and smart alecky and, uh, uh, embarrassed of his family. That's mm-hmm. the Grim Reaper. He mm-hmm. uh, he re- absolutely resents being forced to live as a human, to live as a high schooler while he is training to become this uh, supernatural immortal being. Uh, and so he gets to be snarky uh, in a way that a teenage guy really would be snarky resenting his family and being embarrassed of them but he thinks he's not he thinks he's above it he doesn't think he's being human he thinks of himself as this otherworldly presence when in actuality he's a teen guy and then uh i really had a lot of fun uh with the young lady main character michaela colfax she just has this fantastic sense of humor about her and Mm -hmm. definitely carries the snark uh and the Mm -hmm. funny and mm-hmm. uh, she was just an absolute joy to write. Isn't that amazing? Like all the layers with the characters that you can have. You still get to have all of those pieces that can come to life in your book, even you have this gravitas to some of this. Yeah, absolutely. It was what they have to do 
is very mm-hmm. serious and mm-hmm. the setting for them is very serious, but they are two uh, fun, funny characters being put in this situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that's fun is, is they have fantastic banter. They really don't get along for pretty much the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> And they're just constantly playing off of each other, picking at each other and and things like that. But but at the end of the day, I think they both realize uh, the seriousness of the situation and their surroundings and that uh, what they have is each other to keep it from getting too dark for themselves. Mm -hmm. Definitely. What do you want to tell others who are dreaming about writing a book, who have a book that they came up with while they're mucking stalls when they were kids? (laughs) I got to say, if you think that you might have a book in you, I believe you have a book in you. I think you can do it. If you have tried to write that book 10, 20, 100 times and you can't do it, I think the 101st time is the time that you do it. I think you're going to be able to pull it off. I volunteer with my local library for NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. Uh-huh. And we uh, we do a program there to get people in to try, try their hand at it. I did NaNoWriMo, I think, four times, uh, failing it every year and doing Camp NaNo and failing it uh, in the, the spring and summer until I finally was able to, to write my first novel. Uh, it was an impossible task for me until I did it, until it was possible. And it's one of those things that it really can feel impossible. Uh, but it really, it's, it's just putting your work in, putting your time in loving the story, trusting yourself that you're the right person to tell this story and leaning into what makes your voice great, what makes you creative, uh, finding the, the, the Venn diagram between what you love and what you're good at and just absolutely mm-hmm. leaning into it. But I do nothing but encourage people. I think yeah. I would love every single person out there who's ever even thought about writing a novel to go ahead and write a novel. Also, it's worth mentioning that when people start writing, they often read more. And so then yeah. it can be nice and self-sustaining and everyone gets to read everyone's books. But I'm cheering for you. folks out there that are thinking about it, that are on the cusp, that maybe have a, a pile of self-doubts that bears down on them every single time they see a blank white page. Write at the top of that page, write, Zachary Jeffries thinks I can do it. Write that at the (laughs) very top of your blank page and then move on from there. If you follow me on TikTok, uh, I'm on TikTok as at Zach Jeffries. I do tons of writing prompts. I'm always encouraging writers. I'm telling indie writers how I do it, how I function, selling my books to in local small events. And that's how I've built my readership. And I'm really here to be your cheerleader, folks. If, If you think you can do it or if you have an inkling that you can do it, I'm positive you can do it. That's incredible. And actually, that's a good thing for listeners to know. So listeners, like I've actually known Zachary Jeffries from probably two, no, more, probably three or four years ago when I was working on my novel, he and I connected somewhere in a Facebook group and he sent me a book on craft on writing. So that's like how much of a cheerleader he is that he doesn't even know me from Adam and sent me a book on craft because he is just that giving and that much of a cheerleader and that great of an individual. So that's how come... I know him, and this much later, he's on my podcast as a consequence of that. So, and it's been fantastic seeing your career grow. <laughs> I thank you. <laughs> I remember us connecting, and and obviously, everyone feels maybe a little lonesome uh-huh. uh, when, when it starts out when it's just you yeah. and the laptop and everything like that. Yeah. Now you're out here; you're the one that's helping authors. You're the one that's that's supporting everybody, and it's fantastic to see how you've blown up. 
I'm like, thank you very much. Yes, I think it was back in pandemic days too when I was trying to finish my novel and very lonely. So it was very nice to have that connection. So he's good people. And yes, you can do it in pandemic if you have that book in you. I'm going to come listen to this next time. I'm getting discouraged when I'm writing my next book. <laughs> this is great. So this is wonderful. So you definitely, you mentioned TikTok is a good way to reach you. What else is a good way to connect with you? And your books are on Amazon and this book is coming out February 14th. It'll be up on Amazon and on KU, which is amazing if you have KU. So what good ways to reach you? Yeah, I'm on zjeffries.com. You come to zjeffries.com. I have the two different names. I have Zachary Jeffries for my IA fantasy. And then I do write middle grade science fiction as Z Jeffries. Both of those are combined there at zjeffries.com. Come by sign up, get a free book, get some sneak preview chapters of Angel of Fate, see if it's right for you. And I have to say Angel of Fate, the one thing that I love about this, uh, I know a lot of us kind of feel like romance is a very specific type of uh, story type of book that, that we can find on the Hallmark channel and maybe isn't for us. I gotta say, I'm not a Hallmark movie kind of guy, but I love adventures of people that you would never think would end up together, get stuck together, have to pull this off, have to do this adventure. There's big fantasy implications. It's the end of the world as we know it. Mm -hmm. The fabric of reality is being torn apart. If these two can't just stop arguing for a minute and figure out how to do it. So this would be a great book if, if there's a guy that reads fantasy and he's with a person that only reads romance or, or, or whoever's out there and you got some opposites attract. This is going to be a great book. Both of you pick it up, read it, uh, talk about it with each other. A wonderful Valentine's Day gift to each other. <laughs> this nice. would be a fantastic couple read. That's fantastic. I love it. That is really great. And what book inspires you the most, Zachary? I have to say, as a uh, young adult fantasy writer, uh, mm -hmm. it was Raven Boys. I was a little bit of, I felt like I was snobby before I really got into writing myself. I was an English major and my mom was an English teacher. And I was one of those guys that loved the classics and I could talk to you about the classics. But those were a bit of a chore to read. And you feel like you're smarter at the end of them because it's pretty much like taking a college course. Uh. Then I was given Raven Boys and I pretty much scoffed at it and collected dust for a little while in my bookshelf. But I read it and I couldn't put the thing down. I think I mm -hmm. ate that book in like a day and a half. And the way that she describes emotion and so evocative. And it's one thing that I love about young adult is uh, everyone's emotions are right at the surface because they're full of all these hormones and they don't have years of trauma and defense mechanisms and they don't have to worry about paying the car payment or the mortgage <laughs> and familial obligations. Everything that's going on in that yeah. book, in their relationship is the most important thing. And it's uh -huh. everything is cranked up to 11. And I just absolutely love that uh, vulnerability and that emotional openness that a reader can dive into and really just see themselves in the emotions of these characters immediately. Raven Boy's really stuck with me. I love her prose. I love her characters. Even the characters I dislike, all the angsty boys that I mm -hmm. that I can't stand. I love disliking them. I love go. watching 
uh, reading about the main girl, Blue, having a snarky comeback and shutting them up. I just absolutely love that book. And that really told me that maybe I was wrong to look down at this whole genre. And maybe mm-hmm. I should keep reading. And I, and, and I do. I keep reading more widely because of it. And I've been lucky enough to really get my writing out there and writing in this genre has been just an absolute joy and I'm not stopping anytime soon. That's amazing. It was great to get to know you better. Thank you for having me. And again, guys, gals, everyone out there, go ahead and make sure that you're (laughs) subscribing to this podcast. Give her five stars. Uh, She's uh, all over social media as as author express podcast and and make sure you're following and, and supporting someone that's supporting you with all these great interviews and uh, reading recommendations. Thank you so much. Take care. Everyone get out there, get that book, check it out. Take care. Thanks guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at authors express podcast. So you can be up to date with what's coming out next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting.